Hey, here we go now. Welcome to Paul. Something dawned on me. I've been, man, I have been waiting to get back in here to the studio to talk to you here on the Chill Shirt Report podcast. It dawned on me today that this is episode show number 28 of uh, season number three. And you know what 28 means? Fred Taylor. Man, when you think about Fred Taylor, you're thinking about, man, great runs, electrifying runs. You remember the, what was it, the 90-yard touchdown run Fred had very, very early in his career? There was just something electric about Fred Taylor running the football. I mean, he, he won a national championship as a Florida Gator, came to the Jaguars. Man, put up some incredible stats, electrifying touchdown runs, and Fred's not in the Hall of Fame. and. He should be at least one day. I'm going to say Fred gets in within the, the next year or two. And, you know, the national media, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they're not, they're not going to put two Jags in back-to-back years, are they? Maybe it's two years from now Fred gets in. So thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. You know, grits ain't groceries. Fred ain't fragile. I think early in his career he had an injury, uh, some nagging injuries, and some people, I don't even know who that was, that nicknamed Fred is Fragile Fred, but I heard that. I, I actually didn't hear that till years later. So Tony Baselli is going into the Hall of Fame, man. He should have got in two years ago. If Tony Baselli gets in two years ago, we're probably talking about Fred Taylor going in this year. Fred's got great stats. Jimmy Smith's got great stats. We're probably talking about Fred going in in two years from now. And then Jimmy Smith going in, you know, maybe another two to three years after that. But Tony Baselli should have gotten in two years ago. Fred should be getting in. And and down the line, Jimmy Smith should be getting in, too. They're all pride of the Jaguars. What's kind of cool, though, is uh, Tony Baselli's quarterback, um, Fred Taylor's quarterback, Jimmy Smith's quarterback, Mark Brunel. Uh, Mark Brunel will be introducing, as I understand it, he will be introducing uh, Tony Baselli in the uh, induction ceremonies. And I, I did some research. We checked the date Sunday, July the 24th of 2022 at about 1.30 p.m. The um, the induction ceremonies uh, begin at about 1.30. And somewhere during that time, Tony Baselli will be introduced by uh, former Jags quarterback Mark Brunel and his teammate and and it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be outstanding. Tony Baselli, congratulations. You deserve it. Being in the Hall of Fame, should have gotten in a couple of years ago, but thank goodness, thank goodness the football gods have intervened. And Tony Baselli's getting in. We've talked about this for all three years we've done the podcast here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So thank goodness Tony's getting in. What's kind of cool with the Jaguars player finally getting in, Tony Baselli? The Jaguars play the Raiders that same weekend um, in the Hall of Fame game. Raiders, Jaguars, Hall of Fame game. That's gonna be that's gonna be nice. It gives the Jags an extra preseason game. I think everybody plays three preseason games. I think that'll give the Jags what four preseason games since they're playing in the Hall of Fame game. The regular season is uh, up to 17 regular season games now. As you know, C.J. Beathard got carted off the field 
a few days ago. However, his injury not as as bad as it could have been. We're expecting C.J. Beathard uh, back at some point in time, and maybe not too far down the road. Um, the other injury uh, during OTAs, Jordan Smith, the pass rusher, edge rusher, uh, who probably could play linebacker defensive end out of Alabama at Birmingham. He actually started his college career at Florida, then transferred to Alabama, Birmingham. Jordan Smith, unfortunately, got a more serious injury, and we understand, uh, I believe it's a knee injury. I'll do some checking on that, but uh, Jordan Smith, the defensive end linebacker, basically edge uh, defender, defensive player out of Alabama, Birmingham, going into his second year, and he didn't play much last year. He didn't get an opportunity to play much last year, so this was going to be his opportunity this year. Um, with Jordan Smith, a guy who's not played much, but has some really untapped uh, potential as a fourth-round draft pick last year in 2021. Um, where I hate to see Jordan Smith go down is that may hurt the overall depth of the defense. However, you got Trayvon Walker, who's supposed to be a pass rusher and everything else on the defense, right? With the number one pick overall. Uh, the, these linebackers, the young rookie linebackers, the Jags are, are adding in a sense, they're kind of like pass rushers too, right? But we're going to talk about the defensive line too. We, we have talked about the defensive line and it does appear that the Jags defensive line could be in the best shape it's been in in a while. We saw some good improvements in the defensive line, you know, under under uh, defense coordinator Joe Cullen. Joe Cullen is gone. They enter um, now enter Mike Codwell, the new defensive coordinator on uh, Coach Doug Peterson's staff. And um, a lot of exciting things. Uh, you know, you're talking about some of the guys that are, you know, being talked about on the defensive line include, of course, Roy Roberts and Harris. They say he looks great, that he's in great shape. Uh, he battled some injuries last year, but – He's kind of a mucker up front. Uh, he's not going to get the big, the big uh, numbers, uh, sack numbers, but he he'll get some tackles and and he'll con- his job will be to try to control the line of scrimmage up front. Roy Robertson Harris, uh, Dewan Smoot. Uh, the Jags did sign a uh, defensive end, kind of a big end type, Arden Key out of from San Francisco as a free agent. You know, and the Jags got the the Jets defensive lineman, who I'm going to work on the pronunciation of his name. And uh, I like the Jaguars' free agent signings. And with Arden Key, you would say that's actually three guys, not just Arden Key from San Francisco, but the Jets defensive lineman and uh, the linebacker from the Falcons that the Jaguars signed. So some exciting things, um, you know. I, you know, I listen to sports radio. I listen to the fans. I try to listen to everybody. Um, there's, you know, things going on. A lot of people think Walker Little's going to slide over and play right tackle. The latest rumors here recently, the last couple of weeks, have been that that Juwan Taylor, who was basically a penalty machine at right tackle, that he may actually slide over to left guard and get a shot there. But there's a couple other guys that will battle him for that left guard slot. So that's some of the things going on with the Jaguars. Travis Etienne appears to be over his injury. We're going to talk about that. Um, 
I think there has to be a little caution advised with that Liz Frank injury, though. But we're going to talk more about that. So Grid saying groceries, Fred ain't fragile. Episode show number 28. That was Fred's number. Fred Taylor, number 28. So we'll honor Fred Taylor, number 28 today. Tony Baselli enters the Hall of Fame on uh, Sunday, July the 24th of 2022. I get all choked up when I'm thinking about Tony Baselli going into the Hall of Fame because he definitely deserves it. Jaguars open the preseason, you know, up in Canton during the Hall of Fame week. The Raiders will play the Jaguars. C.J. Beathard got carted off the field. He's a Jags backup quarterback. Jags signed the, the rookie undrafted free agent out of Brown. What, what's his name, E.J.? E.J.'s the first, the, the, what, what he's referred to. I can't think of the guy's last name, but uh, we, 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 we've mentioned his name. Um, and, you know, I heard, and of course he's a rookie, I heard he struggled. You know, I, I heard he struggled at a Brown, you know, at a Brown University, Ivy Leaguer. But he was actually, and, and not everybody knows this, he was not only the top Ivy League quarterback, but I think he was the top, um, he, he was actually the absolute, E.J. Perry's his name. He signed a pretty good-sized contract with the Jaguars. E.J. Perry, former Brown University quarterback, signed a $230,000 deal with the Jaguars. Now, on the surface, that doesn't seem like a lot of money compared to what most players get, but this is an undrafted free agent. That's a big contract for an undrafted free agent. So uh, good luck to E.J. Perry. What I what I have heard is that he struggled, you know, in some of the you know the rookie mini camps and things like that. So he's a rookie, and you don't even you're not you're going to expect him to play a little bit during the preseason, but you're not going to see him during the regular season, you know, unless there's just a and, and we don't even want to go there as far as uh, you know injury possibilities. Injuries play a, a big key role in the NFL, especially with the Jaguars. Jaguars tight end room has been like a turnstile the last, what, uh, two, three, four years with tight ends going down here and there. I know James O'Shaughnessy's had injuries almost every year. Now he's probably healthy now, but he signed a, a free agent deal. He was not re-signed with the Jaguars, so he signed a free agent deal with the Bears, Chicago Bears. So that's where James O'Shaughnessy will go. Uh, looking at the tight end room, though, I mean – you know, I was making some notes here, uh, here on the Tilshirt Report podcast. The tight end room looks pretty good, though. Um, you think about Dan Arnold, and I got some notes about the tight ends. Uh, if you want to think about the tight end room for a minute, probably the top three tight ends you got in there. Dan Arnold, he can catch the ball down the field. Evan Ingram, if he's healthy, he can provide a, you know, a, a, he's kind of a big uh, pass receiving wide receiver type of of big wide receiver tight end. Evan Ingram, he's, the, his health has got to be the, the key. If he's 100% healthy, man, he could have, he could have a really uh, blow-up great year. Chris Manhurts, a blocking tight end that can catch an occasional pass. And then you got Dan Arnold, can catch the ball down the field. I always liked his uh, video when, I, when the Jaguars first made the trade for him. They sent C.J. Henderson to the Carolina Panthers and swap draft picks. Jags got a third-round pick. Carolina got the Jags' uh, fifth-round pick, I believe, when that trade went down. 
tight end room looks pretty good. I mean, Dan Arnold, Evan Ingram, Chris Manhurts are probably the top three tight ends. We'll see how training camp shakes down. We'll see how the health of the tight ends hold up because tight end has been one of those positions where a lot of torque on the body, been a lot of injuries to guys like James O'Shaughnessy over the years, Austin Safirian Jenkins. Um, I'm missing a couple of guys, and there have been a lot of tight ends injured and gone down uh, for the Jaguars. And then you got Mercedes Lewis, who that was probably one of the biggest mistakes of Dave Codwell's years as GM with the Jaguars. I mean, he signs Mercedes Lewis, and then just a few days or a few weeks later, he basically releases him because of cap issues, because they signed Austin Severian Jenkins for so much, you know, crazy money. And I think Severian Jenkins might have only played, what, maybe four games for the Jaguars, uh, perhaps. And then he was injured, gone, and he's not playing for anybody now, Austin Severian Jenkins. So tight end's been a difficult position. Right now you got three guys. If they could remain all healthy, that's a good group. Tight end Dan Arnold, Evan Ingram. And blocking tight end Chris Manhurts, who is known to catch an occasional pass or two himself. So I like the tight end room. We're going to talk more about the Jaguars. Uh, Tony Baselli going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, we gave you the date on that. And uh, that's, an, that's an exciting thing. Fred Taylor, number 28. This is uh, episode show number 28. I like to honor players' numbers uh, that correspond to the episode number. That's kind of the way it is in uh, podcasting nowadays. Jaguars' first preseason game will be that Hall of Fame week. The Hall of Fame uh, game will be the Raiders uh, versus the Jaguars. Again, the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies will be on Sunday, July the 24th of 2022, getting underway. The festivities getting, the festivities getting underway at about 1.30 p.m. There's been a lot of excitement about the Jags offense. Head coach Doug Peterson, offensive coordinator Press Taylor. Uh, I did see an interview with Christian Kirk where, you know, Kirk says Trevor Lawrence does a great job in meetings, you know, according to wide receiver, new wide receiver Christian Kirk. So Christian Kirk's a guy that's going to be counted on. 77 catches uh, for Arizona. Uh, last year in 2021, and now Christian Kirk comes to the Jaguars as a highly, highly acclaimed and highly paid free agent, a guy that can catch the ball, and he's not going to drop the ball. Um, we're going to talk a lot more. We're going to talk about our sponsors, too. Um, of course, Anger.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. We're recording this podcast right here in the Anchor by Spotify studios as we're set up. Anchor by Spotify, and what's kind of cool, though, is, man, our podcast spreads out over so many, many, many platforms, Buzzsprout. Uh, we got hooked up with Buzzsprout some time ago. Um, you know, we're on we're on Spotify and all the other platforms. You go to our website, you can find us at BigJReport.com. Our sponsors, Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. I mean, great creation tools out there. Anchor has shown some many, many, many enhancements and improvements over the last couple of years with Anchor.fm, uh, Anchor by Spotify, if you will. And we also want to thank Saucer Realty for your real estate needs. You need a good home. You need some uh, property. 
Whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, it's Saucer Realty and Capital. You'll find the link to find Larry Saucer and his staff at Saucer Realty and Capital by going to our homepage at uh, BigJReport.com. That's BigJReport.com. You can find links to just about everything we discuss on our website at BigJReport.com, including LakeUfallahits.com. Lake Ufala. That's right. LakeUfallahits.com. You know, and I always have to, man, that's a, that website, we got to give you the spelling to LakeUfallahits.com, don't we? LakeUfallahits.com. In fact, I'm going to go up on the website right now. Man, they got great internet radio where it's all good. That's uh, LakeUfallahits.com. LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where, hey, it's all good. Rock Saturdays, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights. Um, unique songs, deep tracks, album cuts late at night. LakeUfallahits.com. Man, they got it all. Great recognizable hits uh, during the uh, daytime as well. And don't forget about the Mad Max mix. I want to say hello to the Ufala Coffee Corner. Mad Max, J.C., the Mad Max Mix dot Weebly dot com. Great inter, great internet radio show. It's um, the Wednesday night music request show. The internet radio Wednesday night music request show. Again, that's the internet radio Wednesday night music request show. And you simply go to Mad Max Mix dot Weebly dot com or go to BigJReport.com. You'll find links to the Mad Max Mix in our Neighbors 2 section. Also, the Outside the Box page where we do an article on, on Max and the, and the show. Mad Max is also our Georgia Bulldog football insider. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. We're going to be talking a lot of SEC football on this podcast. It's going to be an exciting season, too. We were looking over the, the schedules. Florida Gators open up against the Pac-12 champions. Um the Utah Utes game two will be against Kentucky. And um, we're talking about two games that are going to be really, really close. A lot of experts have Kentucky ahead of Florida in the Eastern Division this year, maybe by a slot or two. So, and Kentucky's been a, been a football program in school that the Gators have owned for many, many years. Dan Mullen had a rough time. He was two and two, I believe. In his uh, four years at Florida, Dan Mullen was two and two against Kentucky. So we're going to talk SEC football. Everybody said, "What got Dan Mullen out of here?" Well, 2021, Dan um, lost all the road games, all the SEC conference games on the road. I believe he lost the only road game he won was against South Florida down around Tampa. And, and, heck, there were probably more Gator fans there than South Florida Bull fans. Nothing against USF, but nothing against South Florida Bulls. But, I mean, Tampa's a big hotbed for Florida Gator football, Orlando, Jacksonville, Gainesville, of course. You know, basically the entire, you know, North Florida and Central Florida love the Florida Gators. UCF is, has become kind of big time, too. UCF who I understand will be going into the Big 12 at some point in time in the next couple of years, I believe. I don't know when the you know, launch date is at for the Big 12. For UCF, Florida State's in the ACC. You got FAU down south with Willie Taggart landing on his feet after he got fired at Florida State. So we talk college football. We talk the SEC and more. 
And we talked to Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports, too. We'll talk indoor football, arena indoor, um, the outdoor football leagues, more or less a semi-pro uh, the semi-pro football, the semi-pro look at pro with pro football, and uh, the APDFL moving into the playoffs. We I think believe we've got the results from all the uh, the playoff games, and they're down to the you know the semifinals. Uh, they're down to the semifinals in the APDFL, the uh, semi-pro football APDFL, which is a developmental football league as it's uh, defined and termed. So we're going to talk about a lot of things. Um, Fred Taylor, number 28. Hopefully he'll be in the Hall of Fame within the next couple of years, and I certainly hope so. Fred deserves it. Tony Baselli deserved it too. Uh, Tony should have got in like two years ago is, is my opinion. My feeling was my feeling back then. And I think the great thing about Tony Baselli getting in, now that kind of starts to open the door for Fred as the next Jaguars player to get in, hopefully, within the next uh, two years. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens in that regard. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, Jumbo Shrimp playing pretty good baseball. That's either now, what, 31, 28. Uh, they won a couple of games in a row on June 10th and June the 11th. Uh, Jumbo Shrimp beat the Gwinnett Stripers 7-2 on June 10th. And uh, then they won by one run on Saturday night, June the 11th. So the Jumbo Shrimp now 31 and uh, 28. So we're going to be talking great stuff. Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I want to say that I'm really proud of our audience. You know, I... You know, a few days have gone by, and I said, yeah, I'm ready to do another podcast. I'm ready to do a new one, and, and we will be doing more and more as time goes on. And this is actually episode number 28. Here we are, June 12th of 2022. I'm, I'm really proud of our audience. All of a sudden, I looked at the stats today, and we had a, we had a bunch more listens, a lot more listens uh, yesterday. People still listening to episode show number 27. You can go back and listen to all the episodes. I did a a good uh, music interview with uh, with uh, Buzz, known as B-Buzz. Did a music interview with Buzz um, in episode show 26, and then we had part two in episode show 27. So by all means, go back and listen to the previous episodes. We've been doing this thing since mid-January of 2020. Heck, we were here on the podcast even a couple of months before the pandemic. So uh, special hats off to our audience because it, in the last couple of days, even before I was able to get on here and give you more content, give you another episode, we had more listens to the, the current show. That's up there, episode show number 27, but ne- this now is episode show number 28 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Sauce Realty for your North Florida real estate needs in North Florida. Larry Saucer and his staff, I mean, they they can handle your real estate needs and sanction to do so in Gainesville, Florida, Jacksonville, Live Oak Lake City, all areas in between, and even a little bit uh, to the south of that area that I mentioned here in uh, North Florida as well. Uh, LakeYourFallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good, and the Mad Max Mix. Requested songs, you you contact Max. Max will give you his number during the show. You can text him your request or call in your request. Uh, that's the Mad Max Mix Wednesday nights. 
That's right. The Internet Radio Wednesday night music request show. Wednesday nights, it's actually 6 o'clock in the 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock in the 9 o'clock Eastern Time. I listen. I try to get Max to play a request or two from me almost every week. And what's kind of cool, too, Max uh, has invited me to come on his show and do interviews with him concerning, you know, music, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, the BigJReport.com. So we, we, you will hear us on Max's show maybe once or twice a month or more. And we enjoy talking to Max, and we appreciate him interviewing us, and and uh, we we enjoy his show. Great music, he plays uh, classic rock, uh, pop music, uh, oldies from years gone by. And Max has a story for almost every song. That's a MadMaxMix.Weebly.com, and the easy to find links on our website at BigJReport.com in the neighbors two section, or even the outside the box area. So, again, a special thank you to our sponsors, Anchor.fm, great uh, internet radio at LakeViewFollowHits.com, Saucerility for your real estate needs in North Florida and surrounding areas, and, of course, the MadMaxMix.Weebly.com, internet radio Wednesday night music request show, 6 to 8 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock Eastern Time. So, there you go. And look at our sponsors. Uh, we're talking to more potential sponsors all the time. So we, and if you want to sponsor our podcast, you're welcome to. We also have a support button where you can support our podcast as well. Click on support on the anchor feed, and of course, in the neighbors two area on our website at bigjreport.com, you'll always find the anchor feed in the bigjreport.com neighbors two area. On the homepage, got some catching up to do. We have a lot of the, the previous episodes up there, but that will be clearing out and we'll be adding some some new uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast episodes to our website. But you're always welcome to go to BigJReport.com. Check out our website, uh, North Florida News, sports, more sports, uh, weather, and music and concert listings as well. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And, hey, we got a lot more coming up. Stand by and stay tuned. Episode, episode show number 28 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We talk Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment. Uh, other area sports, we talk SEC football, and we're going to also talk APDFL playoffs, semi-pro football, arena and indoor football as well. But right now, looking at the SEC, you know, I talked to one of my producers, JC, and we were talking about those books that come out, you know, the books, and uh, and, and you hear some of the uh, sports radio guests that go out and buy these books. Uh, I'm not going to give out any names of the people, but you know, they go out and get the books whenever they come out in May, June, July, what have you. Um, I went ahead and, and wanted to see what they were all talking about. Now, back in the day when I was a kid, I used to buy, I loved the game plan, the game plan book. And JC had reminded me about Street and Smith because I used to get that one too. Used to get the game plan, the Street and Smith. So I guess the game plan and the Street and Smith has now turned into Lindy's and Athlon, right? And it looks like Lindy's beat Athlon out by about a week. I haven't heard that Athlon's out yet, but 
I think we're expecting Athlon to come out any day now. We did get a, a copy of the Lindy's book, and JC said, "Man, how much? How much are they charging for those darn books now?" Well, the one I bought is ten dollars and ninety nine cents in the United States. Down there at the grocery store magazine rack in Canada, you got to you got to pay two dollars more for a Lindy's uh, in Canada about twelve ninety nine, and here in the good old United States of America, ten dollars and ninety nine cents to get you a copy of the Lindy's. Uh, college football book. And I think all the books, you know, whether it's Lindy's or Athlon, they do a pro football book too. This is the college football book that I got. That's, you know, back in the day, we used to get game plan, Street and Smith. Now I guess it's Lindy's and Athlon. The first one to come out in uh, early June of 2022 was Lindy's. And I think I gave you the top 10 that Lindy's had in their book um, on our last episode. Now, we're, I'm going to take a look at the SEC as Lindy's uh, uh, calls it. Or, or I'm going to give you Lindy's predictions in the SEC. We'll do our own predictions, uh, you know, coming in days or in a few weeks from now during our podcast. And, and of course, um, on our website as well at BigJReport.com. Taking a look at the conference picks by Lindy's in the SEC East, they got Georgia number one. A little bit of surprise, they got Kentucky at number two, but Kentucky has a pretty good quarterback uh, coming back. That may be a key for Kentucky. But you got, and Georgia's quarterback's coming back, but, you know, he's, I don't think Stetson Bennett was ever considered a five star or anything like that. He's been more of a game manager, but he's been, he's proven he can. You know, make big plays when needed. Hell, heck, Georgia won the national championship last year. So, and, you know, that kind of supplanted, I think, Kirby Smart as perhaps you have to put Kirby Smart up there with Vince Dooley. Is Kirby Smart, is Kirby Smart higher than Vince Dooley now? Maybe because, you know, Vince did have some down seasons, even though he won a national championship back in 1980. You got Kirby Smart way up there, Vince Dooley. And at number three would have to be Mark Richt, right? What about Ray Goff and them dogs? Ray Goff's got to be in the top four or five, right? But now he got canned. He got canned. And uh, Georgia had went through that period of time where they had Jim Donnan as the head coach too. So, you know, I guess you'd say the, the top three – Georgia Bulldog football coaches of all time. I'd got to say I'm still keeping Vince Dooley at the top because of longevity. Kirby's right there with him at probably 1B. And then you got Mark Richt right behind Kirby because Mark Richt never won the national championship, even though he won the SEC. So just some thoughts from a Florida Gator fan on the Georgia Bulldogs, right? Uh, Mad Max is our Georgia Bulldog football insider. I'll be talking to Max in the coming days about his opinion about the Georgia Bulldogs. And we have to kind of follow Georgia because, heck, the number one draft pick overall, Trayvon Walker, came out of Georgia. And he's going to play either the big defensive end, but now more than likely it looks like Trayvon Walker may be a big, I'm talking about a huge linebacker with speed, about 6'5", 272. And does Trayvon, I wonder if Trayvon Walker is going to gonna shed maybe 5, 10 pounds. I wonder where his actual playing weight will be once the season starts in early September. 
But back to the uh, Lindy's picks. Lindy's has Georgia number one, Kentucky number two in the East, Tennessee at number three, ahead of Florida. Lindy's has uh, Georgia one, Tennessee two. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me let me backtrack that. Lindy's has Georgia one, Kentucky two in the East, Tennessee three, Florida fourth. South Carolina fifth, Missouri sixth, and Vanderbilt holding down that seventh position. Over in the SEC West, you got men, you got a big blood. I'm talking about a bloodthirsty rivalry now between Alabama and Texas A&M with Jimbo doing the limbo and Saban talking about Texas A&M had, had bought all the players, or whatever he said exactly. Something that I, I'm just paraphrasing now. I don't want to get in trouble with Nick or any of those people. And if you want to, if you want to talk uh, past SEC recruiting, there's always Rush Probst. Find him, or find the recording, if you will. SEC Western Division: Alabama is uh, picked by Lindy's to be number one. Texas A&M two. Arkansas with Coach Pittman. I think Coach Pittman's a lifer at Arkansas. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be right there. And he's a, he's a good coach. He used to be the offensive line coach for the Georgia Bulldogs. So you got Alabama one. Texas A&M, two. Arkansas, three. And Arkansas beat Texas last year, right? Uh, Ole Miss, fourth. So this is interesting. Now, Ole Miss lost their quarterback to the NFL in uh, Matt Corral. And Matt Corral played in the bowl game, got hurt in the bowl game. But now he's you know been drafted in the NFL. You got Arkansas actually picked by Lindy's ahead of Ole Miss now. What do you think about that? That's interesting. These are not our predictions. This is from the Lindy's book, which is $10.99 at your local grocery store. $12.99 if you live uh, uh, way up way up north in the great white north up there in Canada. $10.99 United States. $12.99 up in Canada, JC. You're wanting to kind of know the prices. So, again, SEC West, Lindy's got Alabama 1, Texas A&M 2. Arkansas three, Ole Miss fourth, and you know that uh, you know our our boy at Ole Miss, the head coach, quite a character. Used to coach at Tennessee and USC, and he coached at FAU. And they're talking about Lane Kiffin. He just signed a a huge extension with Ole Miss. Lindy's has Ole Miss pick fourth. The Florida Gators are picked fourth in the East. Ole Miss picked fourth in the West. LSU fifth in the West. Brian Kelly, welcome to big-time football in the SEC. LSU's picked fifth. Mississippi State is seventh. I'm, no, I'm sorry, uh, Mississippi State is sixth. Got Auburn. When, when, in, when in the name of uh, in, in in the name of uh, when in the name of uh, a war eagle or, or, or any any time in day and age in the past over a hundred years of college football when's Auburn ever been picked last in anything in in SEC football Auburn is picked seventh in the Lindy's book Alabama one Texas A and M two Arkansas three Ole Miss. And Coach Lane Kiffin, fourth. LSU, welcome to the SEC, Brian Kelly. LSU pick fifth. The Pirate, Mike Leach, pick sixth. And Mississippi State, they, I, you know, and and, and they're going to be they're going to upset a couple of guys, a couple of teams. They will. Auburn is seventh. 
Harson is still there as their coach, even though there were, you know, issues about some of the some of the Auburn fan base wanting him out of there. That's another controversial tub, uh, uh, another controversial subject. I'm not going to touch. I mean, with the Jimbo and the Saban, the, you know, basically Jimbo said he was done with Saban. I'm done, he said. He didn't like the comments Saban made about saying Texas A&M bought all the players or, or however it was put. There's some great videos um, bouncing around and banding about on, on YouTube. Boy, Jimbo was something else in that video. Man, he, he is something. Um, <laughs> he He's not liking Nick too much, is he? So, so there you go. That's some of what's going on. Alabama 1, Texas A&M 2. That, boy, that's going to be a hot rival when those two teams hook up this year, Alabama and Texas A&M. So that's kind of how Lindy sees it. They got SEC West, Alabama 1, Texas A&M 2, Arkansas 3, Ole Miss 4th, LSU 5th, Mississippi State, and the Pirate Mike Leach at 6th. And Coach Harson, I think that's how you pronounce the name, Harson, right? Coach Harson and Auburn 7th. I just, you go back to the days when I started following college football and Suge Jordan was the coach, or Suge Jordan, however they pronounced his name back then. You know, I know I had a guy up in Georgia tell me one time up in Georgia it's pronounced Jordan. Everywhere else it's pronounced Jordan. So I think he was I think his name was Suge Jordan, the head coach at, at Auburn. Man, that guy, he won a lot of games at Auburn back in the back in the day in the nineteen seventies. And I think he was a coach even before then when I when I started following college football. But Auburn picked seventh in the SEC West. Yeah. Boy, the SEC West is uh, tough and tumble. Hey, what about Oklahoma and Texas, sir? Are they really ready to come in? Where would you pick them if they were in the West? Well, there you go. Kind of a look at SEC football through the eyes of of Lindy's. And uh, Coach Napier, scared money don't make money. The Florida Gators are picked fourth in the East. That's in the Lindy's book. We're going to talk a lot of stuff. APDFL playoffs. Florida Falcons keep winning. They won a couple of close uh, games recently. Falcons, the Florida Falcons, play their home games at the Bowl School. The playoff game against the Georgia Cobras was at the SOS Academy Field, where the Argyle Avengers play their games from the EAFL, I believe. And um, Argyle got knocked out of the playoffs a few days back. Man, they were beaten by the Reapers, the 10-0 Reapers, um, the Bay Area Reapers, I think they call them. And uh, Lavelle Blue made about three tackles in that game, he told me, for the um, for the Bay Area Reapers down in Central Florida. So Argyle sadly got eliminated in the playoffs in the EAFL. And then the EAFL, this is the APDFL. I call it semi-pro football. Alex says, no, no, it's developmental football. Well, we, we kind of refer to all of this as semi-pro football typically. However, the APDFL, it is developmental football. It's in the title, you know, of the league name, APDFL. Florida Falcons, big winners. Florida Falcons, 22, Georgia Cobras, 17. Most of the Georgia Cobras players, as I understand it, according to my producer and BigJReport.com sports reporter Alex Nunry, I believe most of the Georgia Cobras players are from around, what, the Thomasville area? Um, 
you know, in that area in, um, you know, extreme south central or southwestern, I guess south southwestern Georgia near the Florida border, uh, which would be Thomasville, Bainbridge area. Um, close game, though. Good football. Florida Falcons 22, the Georgia Cobras 17. The Falcons have won a couple of close games um, over the um, the Cobras over the last two or three weeks. And this was the playoff game, too. And the Florida Falcons now are propelled to the semifinals of the APDFL playoffs. And what we'll talk playoffs, we'll talk more about the spring slash summer playoffs for the APDFL coming up. Florida Falcons 22, the Georgia Cobras 17 on Saturday, uh, June the 11th. Jacksonville Sharks, you know, got a win against Orlando 45 to 34. Got a kind of a cheap touchdown at the end to make it look even as a wider margin of victory. The Sharks, you got to give them credit to them, and they have battled and battled. What were they? They were, uh, they lost like their first three games, right? And then they won one, then they lost one. Now they've, they've won like three straight games straight, and the Jacksonville Sharks have battled and battled back. Now they're four and four and have a, certainly a very good shot and most likely will be in the NAL playoffs. Jacksonville Sharks 45, the Orlando Predators 34. Sharks are now four and four in the National Arena League season. One thing that does concern me about the Sharks, and they had another wide receiver that, and his name escapes me, but he kind of broke on the scene a few weeks ago. But their veteran wide receiver, Devin Wilson, has been banged up the last couple of weeks. So I hope he's going to be able to get back to, to near 100% by playoff time. So I'm a little bit concerned about Devin Wilson because he's been kind of banged up the last couple of weeks. The uh, great wide receiver uh, for the Jacksonville Sharks, man, you'd have to get a calculator to figure out how many touchdown catches Devin Wilson has made over the years in the National Arena League. San Antonio Gunslingers won their first game. They upset the Albany New York Empire. And let's see that game was played on Saturday afternoon, June the 11th. San Antonio Gunslingers 59, the Albany New York Empire uh, 56. The um, There was another game, too, the Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia Lions uh, upset the um, Carolina, Carolina Cobras. You know, there's a Georgia Cobras in the APDFL, but this is the National Arena League, indoor football, arena football. If you will, the Columbus Georgia Lions played a really good game against a team that's really been at the top of the National Arena League most of the 2022 season. The Columbus Georgia Lions defeated the Carolina Cobras. Columbus Georgia Lions 55, the Carolina Cobras uh, 28. And that game was actually played on Friday night, as I understand it, uh, back on June the 10th. So that's some of the scores from the National Arena League. APDFL. We got some more APDFL playoff scores uh, to get to in, in just a little bit. Hope you enjoyed our look at the SEC through the eyes of the Lindy's Magazine. So get your copy. They, I mean, they've got a lot of good stuff in there. But uh, like everything else in the grocery store, I think everything is going up in the grocery store except for lemonade, as I understand it. So, or a couple other items, but if you can find something in the grocery store that's not gone up, better grab it. 
Uh, prices are going up. The Lindy's is ten ninety nine. The Lindy's uh, College Football Magazine here in June is ten ninety nine. If you're up in Canada, it's going to cost you twelve ninety nine. Those are the prices. Uh, one of my teal shirt report podcast producers, JC, wanted to know the price on the Lindy's. Um, I've not seen Athlon out as of yet. I'm not sure I'm going to make the purchase on the Athlon, but we'll take a look at the prices and, and see what see what it is. I want to say hello to all of our good folks listening into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Man, the shout out list is growing. I want to say hello to my my uncle buddy, um, Uncle Buddy Mullis, that lives up in uh, Ganson, Alabama. I want to wish him a early happy Father's Day. I, I lost my dad, you know, over a year and a half ago, and Father's Day's coming up, so a very important holiday. Um, you know, for me thinking about dad, and if you've lost your dad, you know, I certainly understand, you know, what you've, you've gone through and probably gone through longer than me. So Father's Day's coming up. I want to thank about all those dads that are still with us, doing a great job as dads, and the ones that have done a great job and gone on to be with the Lord in heaven. So at last report, my uncle buddy was still here. I don't get a lot of reports on Uncle Buddy, so I'll keep trying to get updates on Uncle Buddy. Last I heard, he was up in Gadsden and doing okay up there. So, Uncle Buddy, thank you. I know you've listened to the podcast up there when you get an opportunity. Larry Cole from Popka, Florida. Special hello to Larry. Um, I found the Florida Gator football schedule, and then I said, well, somebody needs to post a Georgia Bulldog football schedule since we're taking a look at SEC schedules. Larry Cole, uh, quite frankly, said, check Division Two. <laughs> he said, check Division Two. Uh, Larry Cole, the, affectionately known as the governor of Apopka, Florida, also the Jimmy Buffett, a Facebook funny guy, too. Larry Cole, thank you for listening to our Till Shirt Report podcast in the Apopka, uh, Florida area. want to say hello to Ray Jenny, Tony Lee, C.J. Foreman, David Martin has done such a fantastic job. You know, he played semi-pro football for years with the Panhandle Crusaders, and he's played with a few other teams as well. Uh, he's now kind of kind of like maybe retired, but maybe he comes back and plays for someone next year. We'll, we'll see. David is uh, David Martin a little in limbo over that. Uh, been an, been an offensive lineman, I believe, or, you know, of course, when you play indoor or semi-pro football, sometimes you end up playing on the defensive line and the offensive line. But I think primarily he's been an offensive lineman. I saw one of his old pictures. He was actually, actually playing center. Um, speaking of centers, I want to say hello to, uh, Kent, uh, with the Southern steam, you know, I messaged with him. We'll talk more about the Southern steam here in a little bit. They had a tough loss, but we'll go into that. They played actually in Sewanee, Georgia, in the Atlanta area, or near the Atlanta area. Enrique uh, Crumbs, who plays in the AFA Indoor Football League. Enrique is one of our good listeners. Enrique Crumbs uh, lives in, uh, you know where he lives, in uh, Pensacola in the house, Pensacola, Florida. George Bowen, special hello to George Bowen, defense alignment with the Southern Steam. John Naylor, who keeps us informed with a lot of things going on. Uh, in the BigJReport.com Facebook group, and I know he listens to our podcast, John Naylor. Hello to you, Bob Martin, uh, Bobby Eyed, our producers, JC, and, and also Alex Nunnery. Comedian Miller Mark, man, who's getting more and more popular up in New York. He's a comedian up in New York. His name is Miller Mark. He listens to our podcast. 
want to say hello to JC, Alex, Mary Lou Halub, Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. Mad Max is also the host of the Mad Max Mix internet radio request show on Wednesday nights, madmaxmix.weebly.com. Mad Max, hello to you listening in. And Mad Max is usually drinking some coffee when he's listening in the uh, coffee corner along with JC. Man, I'd like to be a bug on the wall during some of those conversations. Maybe I'll go up there and get a cup of coffee with him. I'd have to travel a couple of states to get up there, though. Andy Powers, hello to you. Uh, Rust, Rusty Kane, one of my old classmates, said, Yeah, Scott, he said, send me the link. So I think Rusty is listening. Larry Saucer with Saucer Realty and Capital. Larry, good to have you always tuning in whenever you get an opportunity. Big George Bowen, the all-time safeties leader in pro football with about 18 safeties during his semi-pro football outdoor and indoor and arena uh, pro football career, semi-pro football career. Big George Bowen, 18 career safeties in his career, and he's played about 18 years of uh, semi-pro outdoor plus indoor and arena football as well. Mike paid a good classmate of ours who I went to school with. Saw Mike at the recent reunion that they actually, Ed White actually had it over in the Orange Park area. Of course, Ed White's, uh, the Ed White High School is located on the west side of Jacksonville, but the reunion was actually in Orange Park, um, you know, several months ago. Randall Pogue, hello to you. Randall lives kind of in the Gulf part of Texas, but he travels a lot, so he's always going different places. Randall Pogue, a really good member of our uh, BigJReport.com Facebook group. Want to say hello to Jack Sharkman. I know he's happy. The Jacksonville Sharks have climbed back up after a very bad start. The Jacksonville Sharks all of a sudden find themselves at 4-4 four and four in the playoff hunt, and quite frankly, I believe they'll they'll make the playoffs. I want to say hello to uh, Brother Aspenwall, Cooper Aspenwall, who I I met over at Al's one night. We, we talked football, sports, podcasts, and everything else. Larry Mastronakis, a pediatrician. I don't know if Larry's retired now, but he used to be uh, Alex Nunnery's a pediatrician several years ago. Andy Powers in the UK. Andy Powers lives in the UK, uh, the Wales area. That's uh, in, in the UK. That's uh, what, Newport, Wales, something like that. Andy Powers, good friend of mine on um, Facebook. And uh, we, we sent Andy Powers some some Jaguars paraphernalia, like a, I believe a coffee mug and um, a thermos or something a couple of Christmases ago. I know Andy loves Christmas, too. Andy Powers, thank you for listening. Gerald Rogers. Our tail twister on the BigJReport.com Facebook group. Gerald Rogers always uh, kind of stop you in your tracks when you're reading some of those comments on Facebook. Gerald Rogers, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Jerry Brown from Jaguars Let's Go. Great Jaguars group. Jaguars Let's Go. Jerry Brown, hello to you. Robert Irwin, a special hello to you. Mike Riggins uh, listening in. Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Kearse, I believe his name is William Kearse. I haven't heard much out of William, but he actually runs um, he runs uh, Duval Daily, which is another um, kind of a sports or Jaguars group as well. That's William. I believe his name is William Kearse. Better look him up real quick because, man, these names run together sometimes, and I just haven't heard much out of William lately. Uh, William 
Curtis Kears. I haven't talked to William as much lately as we used to. William Curtis Kears, special hello to you. I'll put you on our shout-out list. Uh, Andy Powers, again, let's say hello to Andy. William Curtis uh, Kears. And normally when we kind of advertise the podcast, his group, Duval Daily, is one of the first groups we'll advertise it in and uh, send them a link to it. And we know a lot of guys with Duval Daily are listening in. Uh, Jaguars Let's Go and many of the other Jaguars groups that we are a member of. Um, got some information from Alex Nunnery just now. He messaged me up because we were kind of curious about the next playoff game for the Florida Falcons. Uh, apparently, it will be at the Bowl School here in Jacksonville, and that's good because I had heard some of the games maybe played in Atlanta. And uh, so I'm messaging with Alex Nunnery, our Big J Report, dot com sports reporter and our teal shirt report producer and i want to thank jc for you know the conversations we've had concerning sec football and lindy's and uh years ago jc and i both used to get those magazines when we were kids um street and smith the game plan was a really really good one too back in the day primarily mid say mid 1970s when i was just getting into college football in the early 70s and mid 70s uh when i was a kid and now we are the host of the teal shirt report podcast a little bit about me if you didn't know i was in uh, the radio the radio game for about over 20 years I've been a sports talker in Florida, Georgia, Alabama. I'm My name's Scott, and I'm originally from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. If you never knew that, I'm originally from here. I was born in Jacksonville, Florida, moved away, ran a radio station for a number of years up in Georgia, uh, did some radio uh, work in Alabama. So I've kind of been a sports talker in three states, been involved with uh, music uh, formats, music shows as well. And thus, you know, we're, we have a, an interest to, with concerts in North Florida and surrounding areas, too. So on our website at BigJReport.com, you go to the Neighbors 2 section, you'll find a listing of some concerts in the area that I kind of recommend around North, Northeast Florida and surrounding areas. You're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast, trying to see if I got everybody out there on the, um, I want to say hello to Warren. Works at the local grocery store where I bought the Lindy's. Warren, hello to you. Michael, who I keep pushing for employee of the month over at the local grocery store. He hasn't, I don't think he's gotten it yet, but that day will come and, and Michael and I will uh, celebrate tremendously over at the grocery store. I tell everybody, Michael, the, the thing I love about Michael over at the grocery store is the first time I ever told him my name. I told him my name was Scott. And when I went back to the grocery store, whether it was a week later, a month later, a few days later, the next day, he always called me Scott. He remembered my name, Smart Kid, and uh, so I, I and he does a great job. So Michael, uh, Michael over at the grocery store, hope you get employee of the month. Warren might get it one day too. So I want to thank those guys for listening to the podcast. Warren at my local grocery store, and also um, uh, Michael. So. We mentioned most of the guys, you know, if I miss somebody, if you, Robert Mills, Robert Mills, hello to you. I think I just, it depends on where I write your name. You know, sometimes I, I, I can see things. Sometimes I have to look around Raymond Bureau, who does Trinity Christian high school football games. 
on the radio and Trinity Christian, man, they've won a slew of uh, state championships in high school football. In fact, just the past two years, they won the triple A title. Then they won the double A title, I believe. So Trinity Christian high school football, man, that's big time football. Raymond Bureau does the Trinity Christian high school football games on the radio. He also does some Trinity, uh, uh, Trinity Baptist college basketball games as well on the uh, collegiate level. So Raymond Bureau, hello to you. Um, want to say again, hello to Robert Mills, Enrique uh, Crumbs, Big George Bowen, CJ Foreman, David Martin, who I just want to stop in my tracks and say David has done such a good job keeping us up to date with the APDFL over the last couple of years as well. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Okay, good to have you tuned in. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We, of course, take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lots of news and opinions and discussion on the Jacksonville Jaguars. We do North Florida Entertainment, other area sports as well. And we, about this time in the podcast, like to go into something we call... Well, we call it the underworld of indoor arena semi-pro football, and we mean it in a complimentary way because we love following these guys. Most all these players uh, simply play for the love of the game. They really do. I've met a lot of the players, the coaches, the people involved in arena, indoor football, semi-pro outdoor football. Nice guys, the majority of them very nice guys, love talking football, love playing football. I was telling somebody the other day, my favorite things were uh, to watch football, eat barbecue, and to talk about football. So I'm, I am able to accomplish that most seasons, which we, you know, we do like to do, in fact. So we're going to take a look at uh, some of the things coming up. We have a Facebook group called uh, BigJReport.com Facebook group that, you know, you can get on. And uh, I, I saw something in our Facebook group talking about former Florida Gators and Arkansas quarterback Felipe Franks maybe getting a shot or look at tight end with the Atlanta Falcons would make him perhaps more of a versatile roster player as a quote-unquote quarterback tight end backup, I suppose. One roster spot that the guy could play two positions. So we'll see how that kind of, tra- kind of transpires you know, over time, that's uh, apparently the Falcons did take a look at Felipe Franks at tight end during the OTAs. So we'll see if that continues into training camp. Jaguars running back Travis Etienne says the Liz Frank injury is fully behind him now. Well, and that's a matter of opinion. Doctors will have opinions on that. Players will have opinions on that. He's got to cut and move on that foot. And the best... I, I guess really the the best way to look at it is once the regular season starts, when the bullets start flying for real, and he's got to make those quick cuts when the guys are they're you know they're playing for real. That's when you're going to know. You know, I sure hope this is the case. Uh, from what 
Jaguars running back Travis Etienne says his Liz Frank injury is fully behind him. What I have to say about this is I, I sure hope this is the case as Jacksonville Jaguars running back Travis Etienne says his Liz Frank injury is completely behind him. I love his confidence. That is part of being able to play carefree and not having to worry about any injury. So we, you know, we posted that, and that post was originally from uh, blackandteal.com. And, of course, we, you know, we put our slant on it, and we did post it in our bigjreport.com Facebook group, the bigjreport.com Facebook group. Check it out. There's a post on Travis ETN. Lavi Wellner, one of my favorite guys. Sometimes he agrees with me. Sometimes he don't. Lavi Wellner answered the question about Travis ETN being completely uh, over his list Frank injury. Lavi Wellner said, good for him. You can't really tell if a guy is fully recovered from his list Frank injury until he tries to go full speed in a game, though. I'd have to agree with that uh, from Lavi Wellner. And I made some comments back to Lavi, too. I said, you know, I agree with you, uh, Lavi. And can he sustain playing on it for long periods of time over many games during a long season uh, would would be my feeling. Just food for thought. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, Raleigh uh, uh, Sayward from the Facebook group, uh, he made a comment. Man, I hope so. Um, I think um, everybody's pulling for Travis Etienne. A guy that comes back from injury, wants to play, wants to do well. I mean, he was probably, and I don't know this for a fact, but from what I hear from everybody, I mean, this guy probably put up maybe the best running back stats ever, or maybe he was in the top three of running backs all time in the Atlantic Coast Conference in college football. This guy's a big-time player. The Jaguars spent a late first-round pick on running back Travis Etienne out of Clemson last year late in the first round, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that was uh, Urban Meyer's pick. He wanted a player to play fast, and let's hope that Travis Etienne, the majority of his speed, comes back after that Liz uh, Frank injury that he had last year in the preseason. He's about, I'd say, 10 months, you know, over the injury, you know, having surgery or whatever else, whatever other type of treatment he's getting uh, for the foot area where the Liz Frank, you know, injury occurred. You know, I was going through the Facebook group. I noticed that, you know, Tampa Bay, the Lightning, they won an Eastern Conference title. They're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Are these guys in Tampa Bay a dynasty almost now? A modern-day sports dynasty? Uh, Tampa Bay, man, they just won the Eastern Conference Championship in the NHL. My favorite hockey team, though, is the Jacksonville Icemen. And they made it to the second round of the East Coast Hockey League playoffs. This past year, we've been promising everybody that we were going to do an interview with Bob Arablo. I'm, I still want to do that, and I think the off season would be a good time to do that. So we'll, we will contact Bob Arablo in the next few days, and we'll try to sit down and have an inter- interview with Bob Arablo, certainly before the next Iceman season starts. Um, coffee brewing at World Headquarters. Um, I know they have good coffee at the uh, – the uh, coffee corner, you know, up in southeastern Alabama, where JC and Max kind of have coffee over there. Coffee brewing at World Headquarters. I have 
you know, lately I've been having shock pulling nuts, and I like the dark brew of shock pulling nuts. Their regular coffee has always been kind of a medium, but I like the dark brew intense, uh, uh, dark and bold uh, shock pulling nuts. It's pretty good. I was getting kind of low on the chock full of nuts, so I ended up mixing chock full of nuts with La Baza and 8 o'clock French roast. And I had it today. The mixture of three different coffees turned out to be actually pretty good. So it wasn't bad at all. Weather's uh, been good uh, here in Jacksonville. Warm mornings. Uh, we had a low temperature this morning on Sunday morning, June 12th, of about 72 degrees. But a lot of sunshine. I'm looking out the window now. A lot of sunshine. But we are expecting some clouds to return. There's still a chance of, you know, rain in the area, of course. And um, again, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. A dynasty appears to be in the making in this modern era of sports. Isn't that amazing? The Lightning have been incredibly good. Uh, they now have advanced here in 2022 to the National Hockey League Stanley Cup playoffs. The championship series now is the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, have won the Eastern Conference, and now they're going to be the Eastern Conference representative in the Stanley Cup Final Championship Series for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we talked about the East and the West, SEC. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention today, because we're going to talk about the SEC almost almost every episode of our podcast. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode, show number 28, season number three, actually, we're in now. And I'll just, I'll say this, um, I did want to mention this, and I'm not going to go into the Georgia schedule or who they're going to play, or I know they've had some, they've had some, some weak opponents. Uh, they, what was that team they played one year? The Governors? They were called the Governors? Austin P. I I think, or, or somebody like that. Um, you know, Florida's had some cupcake games, and most every Division One team has. Uh, I will say I'm just going to kind of concentrate on Florida today and the first two games on the schedule, which Utah at home, you know, and then they've got Kentucky. Those are going to be tough games. Kentucky is, as as we talked about in Lindy's, uh, Lindy's has Kentucky ranked ahead of Florida uh, in the Eastern Division. Utah is coming off a Pac-12 championship. They won the Pac-12 championship game. Utah's expected to have a top 10 team they were ranked i believe in the top 10 in lindy's as well and we talked about that in the previous episode so you know you better not worry about the rest of the schedule which which gets very very tough too um you know florida will have tennessee coming up on the schedule but let's take the first two games and say man these are big time games for coach billy napier at the start of his program playing utah and I keep hearing the odds on the game. We're going to be close to pick them, you know, at home in Gainesville for Florida. Utah, out of the Pac-12, it's not the SEC, but it's still a big-time conference, the Pac-12, where Utah won the championship last year. They're going to have to come to Gainesville. And we know they had, you know, they had Devin Lloyd on the team last year. Now Devin Lloyd's a Jaguar. So thank goodness the Gators don't have to play against Devin Lloyd, who's now with the Jaguars as a rookie. He played at uh, Utah last year, and he was a late first-round draft pick for the Jaguars. You know, going back and talking about running back Travis Etienne, late first-round pick in 2021, he was one of those picks that the Jaguars got in exchange for Jalen Ramsey uh, three or four years ago when the Jaguars traded 
uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, to the Rams. So Travis Etienne is a player that, yeah, you know, this is a key year for him, year two. You got to be able to stay on the field, Liz Frank injury or whatever it is. And we wish good health for Travis Etienne. We hope all his speed returns. We hope it doesn't slow him to the point of maybe he can't last for an entire season or an entire game. Time will tell. I don't think I, – I, my guess would be he'll play a little bit in preseason, but not much. You want Travis Etienne for the regular season. Heck, he got hurt in the preseason last a preseason game last year uh, against New Orleans, of course. So we're going to talk about uh, APDFL. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but we did write a little bit of, of an article for the website in the sports section. Semi-Pro Football Report APDFL Playoffs at Florida Falcons 22, the Georgia Cobras 17 final on Saturday night, June the 11th of 2022. This game was played at the SOS Academy Stadium on the west side of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, also, and Alex Nunnery tells me the next game for the for the Florida Falcons will be at the Bowl School. The semifinal game will be at the Bowl School. This game was played at the SOS um, Academy Stadium where the Argyle Avengers from the EAFL normally play their games. Uh, the Argyle Avengers were eliminated from the EAFL playoffs last week. They were beaten by the undefeated uh, Bay Area Reapers on the road down in Central Florida. But now we're talking about the Florida Falcons and the APDFL. Florida Falcons 22, the Georgia Cobras 17, the final on Saturday night, June the 11th of 2022 at SOS Academy Stadium on the west side of Jacksonville, Florida. And... Um, Let's take a look also in the APDFL Outdoor League uh, football playoffs in semi-pro football. The APDFL Developmental Football League, the Mississippi Dynasty, they've advanced to the semifinals. Mississippi Dynasty 46, Greater Pensacola Jets 6, a final. The Crescent City Kings, the defending APDFL uh, League champions, the Crescent City Kings 47, the Bayou Lacombe Cardinals 12, a final. There was a lengthy rain delay during uh, that particular game. The Albany, I'm sorry, the Alabama Sabres. I wanted to call them Albany. The Alabama Sabres. I think they're up around the Birmingham area. Alabama Sabres 19, the Georgia Thrashers 12, a final. I, I talked to the league commissioner, uh, Mr. Bernard Hunt, and I got a report from, um, you know, from uh, David um, David Martin, who gives us reports on the APDFL, he said this game was actually under review. There may have been some issues during the game. I'm not really getting the exact reasons why the game is under review. Maybe I don't even want to speculate, but this game is under review. The Alabama Sabres 19, the Georgia Thrashers 12, a final game over, but under review, according to the uh, according to our APDFL contributor, David Martin. We thought it must be completely final now, but then I sent a message to Bernard Hunt, the commissioner of the league, and he talks like it's still kind of under review at, at this juncture. So we'll find out more. At this juncture, I'm assuming the Alabama Sabres winning 19-12 to 12 are advancing uh, to the semifinals of the APDFL. The upcoming Final Four, if everything stays like it is now and that game under review um, – Alabama, if, they, if the Alabama Sabres still certainly get credit for that victory, they'll be in the Final Four. 
the upcoming Final Four in the APDFL Outdoor Playoffs now uh, will include the Crescent City Kings, the defending league champions, will play the Mississippi Dynasty. Great rematch upcoming. And in the other semifinal matchup, the Florida Falcons will play the Alabama Sabres over at the Bowl School uh, here in Jacksonville. That's And all of this is according to Alex Nunry, our BigJReport.com sports reporter, and also our contributor, David Martin. Indoor arena games in the National Arena League. The Jacksonville Sharks somehow, someway, have battled back to a 4-4 four and four record in 500 with a victory over Orlando. Uh, the Jacksonville Sharks, 45. The Orlando Predators, uh, what was it? Let's, let me double-check that score again. Jacksonville got a kind of a cheap touchdown at the end, but a touchdown's a touchdown. So the Sharks actually got an 11-point victory. The game probably on the field much closer than the score indicated. But the Jacksonville Sharks win that game. Jacksonville Sharks 45. Again, the Jacksonville Sharks uh, 45. And the Orlando Predators 34. One more time, Jacksonville Sharks 45, the Orlando Predators 34. The final on Saturday night, June the 11th of 2022. Also, finally, the San Antonio Gunslingers, new to the National Arena League, their first year in the NAL. The uh, San Antonio Gunslingers get their first win of the year. They defeated the Albany, New York Empire. That's the Albany, New York Empire. The San Antonio Gunslingers, 59, and the Albany, New York Empire, 56, a final on uh, Saturday. I believe that was Saturday afternoon, June the 11th of 2022. Uh, Last Friday night, this past Friday night, June 10th, the Columbus Georgia Lions were victorious. They beat the Carolina Cobras. Carolina's been a team that's been toward really the top of the uh, National Arena League most of the entire 2022 season. The Columbus Georgia Lions, big win for them as they're going to try to secure one of those top four playoff spots in the National Arena League, and they, they should. The Columbus Georgia Lions, 55, and the Carolina Cobras, 28, the final on Friday night, June 10th of 2022. In elite indoor football league action in the EIF, in the Elite Indoor Football League, EIF action, the Peach State Cats up in Swanee, Georgia, defeated the Southern Steam. The Peach State Cats 42, Southern Steam 28, a final on Saturday night, uh, June the 11th of 2022. It's Silverbacks up in Swanee, Georgia, in the Atlanta area. Man, is this the complete semi-pro football report or what? Thank you to all of uh, our reporters, contributors, coaches, and players who keep us up to date. Uh, thank you guys uh, also for reading up on what's going on in this article that we put in our Facebook group. Any comments or additional scores, uh, certainly, you know, post your comments at, at our BigJReport.com uh, Facebook group as well. I had a chance to talk to Coach Bobby Damerall after their 42-28 uh, to 28 loss to the Peach State Cats in the Elite Indoor Football League. Peach State Cats 42, the Southern Steam 28, a final on Saturday night, June the 11th of 2022 at Silverbacks in Swanee, in Swanee, Georgia. And um, let me see, I did talk to, uh, I believe that that APDFL game is still under review because I haven't heard anything back from Bernard Hunt. I said, is the game still under review? He said, yeah. I said, okay, what happened? 
and uh, Bernard hadn't got back to me yet, so I'm assuming the game is still under review. It's kind of hard to overturn a game after it's over with. When on the scoreboard it says the Alabama Sabres 19, the Georgia Thrashers 12, a final game game over, but under review, according to our APDFL contributor, David Martin. Uh, we're thinking it must be final now uh, with the Sabres winning. However, I did message Bernard Hunt, the commissioner of the APDFL, and I said, is the game still under review? And I, it goes back even further. I sent a message to Bernard Hunt. That game, I should say the game that was under review, is is it now official? Bernard Hunt said no. I said, it's still under review? He said yes, or he said yeah, Y-E-A, yeah. And I said, oh, I said, okay. I said, okay. I said, oh, okay. Uh, what happened? And Bernard didn't got back to me. I think he saw what I wrote, but uh, maybe they're still reviewing that particular game. On the scoreboard, the Alabama Sabres 19, the Georgia Thrashers 12, the final, with the Alabama Sabres heading to the apparently, we'll see if they are, and apparently on the scoreboard it says the Alabama Sabres are heading to the final four in the semifinals of the APDFL to battle the Florida Falcons at the Jacksonville Bowl School in the next round, the semifinal round of the APDFL playoffs. So there's some info to the moment for you concerning the APDFL. Um, Again, the Southern Steam were beaten by um, the Peach State Cats up in Swanee. Peach State Cats 42, the Southern Steam 28 final on Saturday night, June the 11th of 2022 at Silverbacks up in Swanee, Georgia. And that's in the basically what they call the Atlanta area. Uh, talking to Coach Bobby Damerall, you know, they lost their venue during all that stuff that went on with the Alabama Empire. The people that ran the venue up in Macon, apparently there was a lot of people uh, smelling a scent coming from the Alabama Empire locker room. It smelled like marijuana, right? Marijuana. And uh, I don't know, maybe all those guys had those cards that, where you could where you could have it, but uh, the people in Macon didn't go for it, and they, they stopped the game even before it was over with, even though the Alabama Empire was leading on the scoreboard. The game was overturned, according to Coach Bobby Damerall. The Alabama Empire had to actually forfeit that game. So uh, moving along, I did talk to Coach Bobby Damerall. So they have really moved their venue. They're not going to be in Macon. The Southern team typically can play everywhere, and they have. They will be moving to their, their, their last two games will be in Orlando, as I understand it. And I tell you what, I always enjoy messaging with uh, Coach Bobby Damerall. I asked him a few days ago, what is the facility up in Swanee called? He said Silverbacks. And he sent me a picture. The venue was pretty good. The Peach State Cats won the game 42-28 uh, to 28 on Saturday night, June the 11th of 2022. And uh, Coach Bobby and I talked about the need for an indoor facility for the Southern Steam. But right now they're kind of floating around playing in, in different uh, venues. Uh, coach Bobby said there really wasn't one near nearby that he could, uh, uh, grab and play in near the Florida Georgia border. And that's where most of the Southern steam players are in Georgia and in Florida, Southern steam players. You got players from central Florida all the way up to up into Georgia. Coach Bobby Damerall lives in, uh, where does coach Damerall live up around uh, Pembroke, uh, uh, Georgia. So, um, 
So I did ask Coach uh, Damerall, did you officially get the win over Alabama, the Alabama Empire, through a forfeit in the EIF? He said yes. So I think we I think we mentioned that during the last podcast. Uh, I asked Coach Bobby. I said, Coach Bobby, what was the score tonight in the Peach State Southern Steam game? Bobby got right back to me. He said uh, Peach State Cats won forty-two to twenty-eight. Peach State Cats forty-two. The Southern Steam twenty-eight. And I said, Coach Damerall, thank you for the report. Everything okay tonight? Uh, Kent, your center, uh, knew you guys lost, but he couldn't remember the score. So I thought maybe you'd taken a shot on the noggin. Apparently, Kent just kind of hurt his foot, the center for the uh, uh, Southern Steam. Um, he's a tough hombre, by the way, the center, Kent, with the Southern Steam playing uh, semi-pro football, indoor football, I should say. And a kid's been playing football a long time. I believe he's in his upper 30s now, but he loves to play the game, playing for the love of the game. So uh, Coach Damerall went on to talk about the Peach State Cats game, the Peach State Cats uh, defeating the Southern Steam, Peach State Cats 42, the Southern Steam 28, final on Saturday night, June the 11th, 2022 at Silverbacks um, in the Suwannee, Georgia, in the Atlanta area. Coach Bobby Damerell did tell me a little bit earlier, if you take away the two touchdowns the refs gave them and give us the one they took from us by not knowing the roles, <laughs> then we would have won. So those are comments from, from Coach Bobby Damerell. I said, that's tough, Coach Bobby. You always give me the great quotes for the podcast. And I told Coach Bobby Damerell, I said, I hope you guys uh, win the next one in Orlando. The Southern Steam will actually play their, their last two games in Orlando this year. Coach Bobby Damerell said the next two weeks were in Orlando. I should say Coach Bobby Damerell. Coach Bobby Damerell of the Southern Steam said the next two weeks of the games, the next two weeks are, are in Orlando, in Orlando, Florida. And uh, I told Coach Bobby Damrell, yeah, that's what I heard. What is the facility called in Orlando? He said it's called Free Kick Orlando. Free Kick Orlando. I don't know much about that venue, but there's a venue called Free Kick Orlando. And that's where the Southern Steam will play their next two games and their last two games of the 2022 indoor football season with the Elite Indoor Football League uh, here in 2022. So that is the complete kind of the complete semi-pro football report. You know, I am going to join Alex Nunnery. Alex did an interview a few days ago with some Florida Falcons players, and the Falcons are hot. They're going to the semi, the, the semifinals of the APDFL outdoor, semi-pro outdoor football in the APDFL, the Developmental Football League, the APDFL. And um, Alex interviewed um, some Florida Falcon players, and, and we'll let you go back and hear some of those interviews Alex did. The Florida Falcons are hot right now with, with a playoff victory. Florida Falcons 22, the Georgia Cobras 17, and a playoff victory on Saturday, June the 11th of 2022 uh, at the SOS uh, Academy uh, Stadium on the west side of Jacksonville, Florida. Let's go uh, join Alex Nunner and get some of Alex's recent interviews with some Florida Falcon players. The Florida Falcons playing well and headed to the APDFL semifinals, the final four of the APDFL semi-pro outdoor football league playoffs. Here now is Alex Nunnery. Here's uh, here's Alex, our BigJReport.com sports reporter with some interviews 
with some of the Florida Falcon players. We're here with, with, with Devin Johnson, the Florida Falcons receiver. A, a, a game-winning catch with six seconds left. How did you play tonight in this intense game? Um, I had to play both sides. I started cramping at the end. I tried. I, I was like, damn, I can't, I can't run. But I had to suck it up and get in one more play. And I caught it and scored. All right. Hey, good game, man. Appreciate it. We're, we're, we're here with, with, with Michael Holman of the Florida Falcons. He had a really good interception today. How did you play tonight on defense? Uh, I just played off my teammates, and uh, we just enjoyed the team win. All right. We're here with, with, with the man with the two sacks for the Florida Falcons. That's Kevin Sightgross. He hails from Cleveland, Ohio. How did you play at night for that terrific Falcon defense? Oh, man, you know, it wasn't just me. We played real good. We was dominant. You know, we know we had to turn it up. We count on our front seven. And, you know, um, we was just aggressive more. We wanted it more, and we was passionate about it. All right. Hey, good game, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Alex Nunry, thank you for those uh, reports and those interviews with some of the Florida Falcon players. They're going to be moving on to the semifinals, the final four of the APDFL. Good luck to the Florida Falcons. Uh, we understand they're going to play the Alabama, I believe they're going to be playing the Alabama Sabres in the next game. Alex says the next game will be in Jacksonville at the Bowl School. So you want to see some good APDFL playoff football playoffs you can see those playoff games uh, in jacksonville at the jacksonville bowl school at the football field over there alex is going to be there i think raymond bureau a lot of other people are going to be uh you know going to be there we'll keep you covered on the bigjreport.com our facebook group bigjreport.com facebook group and of course here in the teal shirt report podcast as well alex thank you uh good job on the interviews I also wanted to mention, let's see, I'm going to talk about the uh, Hall of Fame game. Training camp is opening, you know, obviously in a few days uh, for the Jaguars just around the corner. Preseason games, the Hall of Fame game. We talked about Tony Baselli being enshrined, you know, you know, in July. It's happening, you know, heck, it's happening in July. It is a dream come true for not only, I'm sure, Tony Baselli, but even more so probably for the Jaguars fan base, the Jaguars fans, and, you know, all the, the folks that, that, that really like and love uh, Tony Baselli, the, the first guy ever drafted in the NFL draft in the first round by the Jacksonville Jaguars back in uh, 1995. I remember I um, was running a radio station um in georgia then back in western georgia and that weekend of the draft uh, made the way over to jacksonville uh to a to a draft party you know over on the river on the south bank and uh, had a lot of fun and uh, and uh, i know that uh, that was the the time where um my my wife sadly who passed away here a few years ago about five years ago in 1995, she went around the grounds on the South Bank where the players were, and she actually got um, 
she actually got the first 10 players in Jaguars history to sign the t-shirt that I, I, I still have to this day. And she framed it for me and, and, uh, what a, what a cherished memory and, um, uh, you know, certainly a piece of memorabilia that I love the, uh, the, the t-shirt that was signed. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got some mini helmets that have been signed by Jaguars players too. So it's, you know, it's a lot of fun and heck I've been, um, been there with the team, man, since, since we first got the franchise in 1993, going back to 1979 cold fever, when the Jaguars were trying to get an NFL team, I think it goes all the way back to maybe the mid seventies when there were a couple of NFL exhibition games in the old Gator Bowl here in Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville, Florida had been trying to get an NFL team probably uh, for close to 15 to 20 years before they actually got the Jaguars and awarded the franchise in 1993, which the national media, they they said we were never going to get the team. But we did. The national media was wrong. Back in 1993. How about those apples, right? So the Hall of Fame game 2022 will be featuring the Jacksonville Jaguars on August the 4th. It's going to be that week. It's a few days after the, you know, the actual enshrinement and induction of Tony Baselli and many other Hall of Famers on Sunday, July the 24th of 2022. This year's Hall of Fame is going to be on August, the Hall of Fame game, I should say, is going to be on August the 4th at 8 o'clock p.m. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. The um, 2022 Hall of Fame game featuring the Las Vegas Raiders will be taking on our Jacksonville Jaguars in the 2022 Hall of Fame game at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on on Thursday evening, August the 4th, during the enshrinement week. And um, for for Jaguars fans, and I get choked up about it some, for Jaguars fans with Tony Baselli being the first Jaguars player to be inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in uh, Canton, Ohio. Man, this is truly, uh, this is what it's all about. This is truly, you know, what it's all about as far as uh, if you're a Jaguars fan, winning games is great. Going to the playoffs from time to time like we have and building a team that's going to be sustainable uh, and consistent for most years is certainly what the fan base wants. But this is something the fan base really wanted to. Tony Baselli should have been inducted and, and, and should have been – he should have got the call two years ago. Let's, uh, who are we fooling here? We've been, we've been talking about it for the last three years on um, over three years or close to three years on this podcast. We've been doing a podcast since mid-January of 2022. So I, I guess we're into the third year, but we've officially been doing the podcast for, you know, two and a half years now would, would be the official thing. So we're going to take a look at concerts here in North Florida. We do uh, North Florida uh, entertainment, as you know, let's take a look at some of the concerts we got coming up on the bigjreport.com on our uh, website, Neighbors 2 area. We do list concerts. You can also find the Teal Shirt Report podcast 
in the Neighbors 2 section, and it is the very, very latest Tealshire Report podcast. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, episode show number 27 is up when we conclude episode show number 28. 28 will be in the Neighbors 2 section as well. So we'll take a look at some of the uh, concerts coming up. Of course, I want to recognize our sponsors, Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, Saucer Realty, and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether you live in Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak Lake City, or somewhere in between, or you're looking for real estate in these particular areas, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, remember Saucer Realty. You can find the link for Saucer Realty on our homepage. Uh, right in the middle, right in the middle of our North Florida 24-7 weather information. Also, LakeUpalaHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. Uh, Mad Max has his show on Wednesday nights. And let's take a look at some of the shows that are scheduled. Steely Dan, you know, after getting postponed or canceled last year in 2021, Steely Dan is coming to Jacksonville at the Times Union Center in Jacksonville, Florida. That's right. The Steely Dan show has now been rescheduled for July the 20th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Times Union Performing Arts Moran Center uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Brett Floyd, uh, that show is in the books. Uh, Brett Floyd, you know, they're a group that, um, they're a Pink Floyd tribute band, basically, Brett Floyd, and but they are highly liked and acclaimed, and there's more than one uh, Pink Floyd tribute group out there, but Brit Floyd was in Jacksonville back on Wednesday night, back on June the 1st at the Florida Theater. That show's now in the books. Ted Nugent, the Motor City Madman. Uncle Ted Nugent. He's not my he's not my uncle, but I guess he could be, right? He, he's, he's a little bit older than me, but I'm going to tell you, Ted, uh, I don't think he swings from a vine anymore, but uh, he's still playing great music, and Ted Nugent whether it's you know and it, you know, keep in mind when you when these guys get up in age this could be their last show um sometimes there's been some untimely guys that have passed away getting up into their late 60s or 70s or where whenever they pass away and some of these guys have been a lo- around a lot longer than anybody thought they would due to a variety of reasons but Ted Nugent will be in Jacksonville Ted Nugent on Saturday July 16th Motor City Madman, this could be your last chance to see Ted Nugent in concert. Ted Nugent on Saturday, July 16th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. One of my favorite guys, Mad Max. Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. He's kind of the host for the coffee corner up in uh, southeast Alabama. I hope I get a chance to attend that coffee corner one of these days if I make the trip up there, uh, you know, a couple of states over. Yeah, I lived in that area for for a long time as well. The Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday night musical quest show from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time and 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time and can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. Also, Greta Van Fleet coming to Jacksonville, Florida in October. October 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. Tickets on sale now for Greta Van Fleet. Showtime and date on Friday night, October the 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. At the at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. 
Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, they keep on winning. But they've been up and down. I mean, they started the season so bad. I think the Jumbo Shrimp started out like, what, two and five or two and six or two and seven. And now they're three games over 500. The Jumbo Shrimp won on June 10th. The Jumbo Shrimp seven. The Gwinnett Stripers two back on June the 10th. On uh, June the 11th, they also won on June the 11th, which would have been Saturday, June the 11th. The Jumbo Shrimp won a close one. Finally, some pitching, because there was one game a week or two back where the Jumbo Shrimp scored like 20 runs. But this was actually a pitcher's, kind of a pitcher's duel on uh, Saturday evening, June the 11th. The Jumbo Shrimp three. The Gwinnett Stripers, two final on uh, Saturday evening, June the 11th. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp now 31 and 28 in the uh, AAA baseball season. I mean, uh, it's great to have AAA baseball uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, special thanks to our sponsors, uh, Saucer Realty. That's right, Saucer Realty here in North Florida. Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs, whether it's home or residential business or commercial real estate here in North Florida. See Larry Saucer and his staff. You'll find their link on our website at bigjreport.com. Also want to thank Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. We make the podcast right through the Anchor studios that are provided to us for the for the show or the podcast if you will anchor.fm simplest and easiest way to make a podcast great creation tools and anchor i'll tell you doing this podcast for now you know figuring out the exact amount we've been doing it for two and a half years i've seen a lot of enhancements and improvements with anchor.fm over the last couple of years no doubt about that lake hits.com great internet radio where it's all good JC and those people, man, do a great job at LakeUfallahits.com. Uh, um, com, great internet radio. They have uh, rock uh, Saturdays. Uh, that's that's great music, too. Rock Saturdays at LakeUfallahits.com. They have rock Saturdays, hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, recognizable hits uh, during the daylight hours, Monday through Friday. Don't forget now, late at night. Late at night, you're going to get some deep tracks, album cuts, and unique songs very late at night. Man, they got you covered 24-7. Whether it's daytime, nighttime, weekday, weekends, there's always something good cooking at LakeUfallahits.com. LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And don't forget the Mad Max Mix. Mad Max Mix, Wednesday nights, MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. Great show, too. Sometimes you can hear yours truly on there being interviewed by Mad Max during the show. Lots of great requests, rock classics, uh, pop songs uh, from days gone by in Mad Max. Man, he tells a story with almost every song he plays, and that's what I love about the show. And he'll play a request for me, whether it's Steely Dan, the Atlanta Rhythm Section. I think I requested the Rolling Stones Shattered one night. And that song, if you ever listen to that song Shattered by the Rolling Stones, Got a they got a line in there said rats from the west side. It kind of reminds me of the west side of Jacksonville, Florida. Shattered, one of my favorite songs by the uh, Rolling Stones. Max is playing all these songs and more on the Mad Max Mix Wednesday nights. Mad Max Mix Great internet radio Wednesday night music request show with Mad Max. Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider as well. 
we did take a look. We did open up the Lindy's and gave you their their SEC predictions a little bit earlier uh, right here on the podcast. Again, a special thank you to our sponsors, Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good, Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs here in North Florida, and the Mad Max Mix Wednesday night internet uh, request show. On Wednesday night, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time, the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. And really, all you have to do to find these shows we're talking about is go to bigjreport.com and go to the Neighbors 2 page. You'll even find our podcast that you can click on to listen to the Teal Shirt Report podcast or the uh, Mad Max Mix on Wednesday nights or lakeyfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. And a special thank you to you know, Larry Saucer with uh, Saucer Realty and Capital. They, they've been with us since the beginning of our website at BigJReport.com. You'll find the link to Saucer Realty on our homepage right there in the 24-7 North Florida weather information that we provide you daily, 365 days a year, 24-7, with the North Florida weather on our homepage. And right there in the middle of the weather, the link for Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs uh, here in North Florida. Special thank you to our producers, Alex Nunnery, doing a great job producing the Teal Shirt Report podcast. want to thank Alex Nunnery and also JC. Yeah, the, JC, you have a great day. Alex, you have a wonderful day too. Uh, Mad Max with the Mad Max Mix, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. Max, you have a great day. Now, keep in mind, when it comes to the SEC, we cover it because we got Florida Gator folks Alex Nunnery is a big Gator fan, covers the Gators. Lucas Mann does. I do. I've been a Florida Gator fan since I was about seven years old back in the early 1970s. We got Mad Max covering the Georgia Bulldogs. Mad Max is our Georgia Bulldog football insider. We got JC, our Alabama Crimson Tide expert. He's kind of an expert on the Southeastern Conference Western Division. And we gave you some of that Lindy's uh, magazine stuff a little bit earlier uh, in the podcast as well. So whether it's Jimbo doing the limbo at Texas A&M or Saban bringing in all the five stars or or Kirby bringing in five stars over at Georgia, we're going to cover the SEC for you. Uh, Also, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports and the Jacksonville Jaguars right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This, my friends, has been episode show number 28, season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. Again, to my producers, Alex Nunnery and JC, thank you guys very, very much. If you would like to support the podcast on the Anchor feed, when you go back to our original Anchor feed of the podcast, uh, you can click on the support button if you want to um, basically either sponsor the show or support the show. Click on the support button uh, on the Anchor Uh, feed of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. You've been listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 28, episode show number 28, season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to be back again in a few minutes or a few hours or even a few days, depending on when you tune back in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We've been uh, recording our podcast today on this uh, Sunday afternoon june the 12th of 2022 you guys have a great day thank you for listening my name is scott i'm your host for the teal shirt report podcast and i'm out until and until next time you have a great day okay